This series of the podcast, How to Be a Boss at Aging, is proudly sponsored by Clementine. Clementine is an app designed for women by women. Offering bite-sized bursts of hypnotherapy and empowering pick-me-ups, Clementine helps you fit much-needed me time around the rest of your life. Whether you're listening on your coffee break, before bed, or just taking five minutes peace in the loo, Clementine has a whole range of sessions to help you sleep better, feel calmer, and banish self-doubt. The shortest session on the app is just five minutes long. Described by The Guardian as one of the seven apps every woman should own, Clementine has you covered when it comes to sleep, anxiety and confidence. Find out why over 50,000 women already love Clementine at www.clementineapp.com and follow them on Instagram at Clementine App UK. You can download the app for free from your app store and start listening today. Welcome to the podcast, How to Be a Boss at Aging. Today I'm going to be talking to Kim Palmer, who is the founder of Clementine, which is an app um, which has actually sponsored this series. And it's also an app that I use myself quite regularly. It has lots of um, useful little meditations and hypnotherapy sessions in it. And I love it. So I'm, I'm not just saying that because they sponsored the podcast. I do genuinely believe in the product myself. And in this interview Kim and I talk about sort of ways to stay calm and fight anxiety and the things that work and hopefully you'll find some useful tips because we've obviously gone back into lockdown now as, as I speak it's um, I think it's day two or three of lockdown and in this episode I've also tried to experiment a bit with some outside recording um, because one of my favorite podcasts is Adam Buxton so I thought I would try and pretend to be Adam Buxton in this podcast so there's a few bits where I'm wandering around my local area and recording so I hope you find those um, interesting and if you don't like them I won't do them again just message me and say Anarchy forget that that's absolute shit Um, anyway I hope you enjoy the interview and the rest of the podcast and I'll be back at the end so one of my favorite podcasts is um, Adam Buxton and uh, I will have to explain those noises are my youngest who is now got very into the idea of imitating ducks um, even though we don't see ducks very often so what I'm trying to do now is I'm experimenting with outdoor recording and I know my producer will probably say oh this sound quality is awful but I actually quite like listening to people while they're walking about outside because it makes me feel as if I'm outside Um, and this is one of my lockdown tips actually so this episode's all about different tips and the very first one I have yes I'm gonna get you that now thank you we're gonna go to park is that actually spend some time outside because I find that even if we're just outside for a couple of minutes but usually we aim for about an hour an hour and a half even if it's just a walk then that's going to immediately make you feel better and I think if you've got young kids at home my youngest is not yet two then it's kind of like a survival thing you kind of have to get outside even if it's just for a little limited amount of time and for us we always go to the park and I tend to bump into somebody there socially distanced and we have a chat and actually those two things a bit of fresh air a bit of time away from the home and having a chat with somebody makes me feel immediately better anyway I'm at the park now so I'm going to come back a bit later with some more lockdown tips see you in a bit well I'm really excited today because I've got Kim Palmer with me my special guest and interestingly I think um 
Kim, I feel like you've always been in my kind of peripheral vision. <laughs> and I think part of that is because you founded Clementine quite a long time ago, didn't you? Give me a bit of background yeah. on it and a bit of background yeah. on the app as well. Yeah, no, it was quite a long time ago. God, it feels like a bit of a journey. It was back in 2017. So, yeah, I just... Perhaps I'll start with why I started it, which was because of my own like experience with um, trying to cope with anxiety. And um, I suffer from panic attacks when I get really super stressed. It's just like some people have styes or whatever. My thing is panic attacks. And it crippled me years ago, about six years ago. Like literally my world went from being really big to being really small. And I just lost it. I lost my confidence. I lost my voice you know, everything. Anyway, to cut a very long story short on my journey, I wouldn't say to recovery because I'm not, you know, I think it's like an everyday thing, isn't it? Mm. I I don't think you aim to be fixed. Um, But I found hypnotherapy and it was like such a game changer for me to just being able to get up out of bed and, and go to work and get a job and all that stuff. And then what happened was This was years ago. No one talked about mental health years ago. They just weren't. It wasn't Mm. a thing, especially not at work. And and, and confidence at work was not a a topic of conversation and not being confident at work. But I started to talk about it because I had to as part of my, you know, feeling like I could be okay at work. Mm. And I realized when I started to talk about it that so many women felt the same way, but but no one would wanted to talk about it Mm. at work because confidence is the currency. And, um, that's when I had the light bulb moment. I was like, Oh wow. So I wonder if I could help these women. And I didn't like, I didn't just dream up Clementine overnight. Mm. It just, I sort of allowed it to sort of, you know, sit in my head and I explored things and, and yeah, it took me nine months to, I spent nine months whilst I was working, just pottering around in the evenings and in the weekends making it and yeah, put it live on the app store and November 2017 there you go I know it's so interesting that so many things you've brought up there I can relate to I was in a corporate kind of job for 18 years and I think you're absolutely right that probably a lot of people women specifically were having anxiety and imposter syndrome and all of those things but we kind of uh, we were kind of encouraged just to grin and bear it so you kind of You went, I, I, I sort of thought that I spent quite a lot of my career sort of sitting in toilets before meetings or after meetings, basically with sort of my head in my hands, just trying to breathe, trying to sort of coax myself and tell myself everything was going to be okay so that I could put on my face, you know, my game oh face. My did you have that as well? Oh my God, honestly, I did the whole toilet thing really resonates with me. We even created a session around the toilet about lose and being in those because I... I always felt like I had to be two different people at work. It's like, what, like you know, Kim, the really strong person, which I wasn't. <laughs> and because I felt like that, it made it even worse. Because you just said the word, put your game face on. Mm. And I'm not very good at doing things like that because it makes me feel like I'm like lying. Do you know what mm. I mean? It's like, it just felt really uncomfortable for me. And I, yeah, I, I gave that all up last year because I thought this is just not good for my mental health. It's interesting because it's quite a masculine way of kind of, because my bosses at that time were female, the two women, very strong women, but they're kind of, I I sometimes now I look back on it and I think actually their style of managing was very sort of 
masculine so it was kind of like you needed to be authoritative you needed to not hesitate um you needed to make quite kind of big pronouncements in meetings in order to be taken seriously whereas i was much more of a person who liked to to, to reflect and think before Same. i said something and actually the meeting would usually be finished and then i would go oh shit i should have said that thing and i didn't say it <laughs> oh my god i was exactly the same exactly the same like cuz i'm a thinker Mm. and yeah like you say like when you're at work it's all about being in the room you know Mm. and having a voice in the room at the time and especially like I was a strategy director right so you're you are you're the thinker and everybody's saying you're the thinker and you're expected to be able to almost perform in the moment Mm. and that that kind of crippled me really crippled Mm. my creativity my confidence everything and I also had bosses who were women in fact a lot of them were amazing so I'm not I'm certainly yeah. not saying that uh, they were amazing and me- really mentored me, but none of them I felt allowed me to show vulnerability, you know, and, and, and didn't recognize that vulnerability in the workplace is actually incredibly powerful. Mm. And the softer side of, you know, thinking, reflecting, digesting and coming back and how powerful that is too. the pause, mm. the power of the pause. And, and when you're managing people or a team, the fact that you can empathize with them and the fact that you can think and, and put yourself in their shoes and think about how they're dealing with things, that's a huge skill to have. And I think that, you know, that that's something that's sometimes underestimated. So anyway, you, you, you made this yeah. amazing app and then quite recently, the whole app has been revamped, hasn't it? So it's got a completely new look to it. It's got new features. It's got all kinds of other things. And I'm now not just saying it. I do use it um, quite frequently and I think one of the things that I like about it is that I love the fact that the sessions are, are quite short some of the mm. sessions so like you know the fact that you've got kind of a morning you've got a few morning kind of sessions which are like three minutes or you know mm. six minutes and I think the barrier for me for doing this stuff before was always that I just didn't have the time so I'd always go oh, no. I've got the time to meditate who's got the time to meditate and sit there for no. an hour you know I've not got time to do that but it's very no. accessible so were you sort of thinking about about that when you were designing these features about the length of time and things like that oh yeah absolutely so when when we well when I first started doing the research and I always thought about myself right I'm like you I mm-hmm. just no one has time and I found I really wanted to get on with a lot of these other um, apps with you know meditation and all that but they just didn't fit with my lifestyle right I wanted to be able to go to the loo and listen to something that would have such an impact that I could come back out again and go, right, I'm okay now. Mm. Or I wanted to be able to start my morning with something that I could do whilst I was brushing my teeth. Mm. When, when I did lots of research, sat down with women, and, and I didn't even talk about the app. I was just mm. asking them to walk through their day, like literally yeah. my new shy of detail of how they got up out of bed, you know, were they thinking about brushing their teeth, you know, what do they do for breakfast, all that stuff. And so... Knowing that, with that in mind, I was like trying to spot the opportunities in the day mm. where we thought we might be able to make some sort of impact, and that's really how we how I designed designed it. What would you call them? Because the thing is, like maybe meditation has got a bit of a kind of a bad name, can't it? Because you do sometimes think, oh, meditation requires lots of investment. I've got to sit there. I've got to have a candle on. I've got to sit in a quiet room. But what you're offering is actually more of a hybrid, isn't it? Because they're kind of, mm. you call them things like perk me up session or, I mean, I love all the names of them because they're very irreverent and tongue in cheek and stuff. 
it's not quite meditation, is it? They're kind of short. No. How do you describe them when you're sort of talking to people? Well, at the baseline for everything and, and the therapists that we use are hypnotherapists. Yeah. But now we've met, you know, you were talking about how we've moved um, and transformed things. We're using a, diff- a slightly different type of hypnotherapy, which is called cognitive hypnotherapy. Mm. And it actually blends lots of different types of therapy. So it's got coaching, it uses NLP, even CBT and mm. hypnotherapy. And you, rather than going, oh, this session needs to be a meditation or whatever, we just think about the moment. So morning, okay, well, what could be really helpful in the morning is doing a a butterfly tapping exercise to hug Mm. yourself (laughs) for three minutes and just chant, like chant a mantra. And that's, it's just a blend. Do do, do you see what I mean? Yeah, and it's it's interesting because I'd seen, I'd seen tapping therapies online on on YouTube and stuff. Mm. And I tried them before and some of them are very well, you, you do a lot of tapping on lots of different points on your face, don't you? And then and you keep repeating the same thing. And what is the thinking behind the tapping then? How does does that help kind of almost help you absorb the messages that you're telling yourself, the role of the, the tapping? Uh, well, the first part of it is, in fact, I did it with one of my friends recently because <laughs> we're part of at school where the, what do you call them, the class reps, right? And some of yeah. the parents were really annoying us. We were having a real moan. We we're getting quite stressed out. And I said to her, let's listen to one of, one of these sessions together. Mm. And so the, and we were stressed, right? We were like, Ugh. Mm. and so immediately by starting doing the tapping where you're like one, two, three, four, it's touch mm. and it slows you down. It's mm-hmm. like breathing, you know, how you might do a, 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 an exhale out for 11, 7 and 11 out. It just stops you. It's almost like a disruptive moment. Because how often in your day do you do something like that? You, don't, you just never do. You so do. it immediately calms you down and then it allows you to listen and take in the messaging. So it's almost like a, I'd say it's like a, mm. a disruptive mess, but really cozy as well at the same time it's funny because you're because obviously people are listening you we're both doing this gesture of kind of hugging ourselves (laughs) hugging ourselves Um, yeah and it's interesting because I was listening to a Brené Brown podcast and she was interviewing Mm. there's the authors of this book called Burnout um, Mm. and I'll I'll include it on the podcast list actually so because I can't remember the exact names of the authors it's a brilliant book actually if you are in this time really suffering with kind of just feeling drained and you've got no resource left but one of the things they talk about is they say that emotional emotions are basically kind of tunnels and you need to follow them through to the end of the tunnel so when it Mm. all goes wrong is when you get stuck in a particular Mm. emotion and you can't get out of it and you have to almost follow it through to its logical conclusion so they talk about the fact that a lot of people get very stressed but the stress is never resolved so the kind Mm. of you know and they give some really clear things one of them interestingly is called the 20 second hug so they say Mm. that you need to you need to hug somebody, but it needs to be a substantial hug for at least uh, 20 seconds. And even that is telling your body you're safe, you're okay, yes. everything's yes. all right. So it mirrors yes. a bit what you're saying with the tapping. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. The way I describe it is not very scientific and technical, but if Hazel was here, she's the one who designed it, mm. she would talk about it. And there's science behind it. But you only need to do it to realise, oh my God, this feels really good. And then it allows you to take stuff in. I mean, at the moment, we're all going through this kind of um, anxiety making time. I mean, women's lives have always been um, difficult, juggling lots of different things. If you've got kids at home, now it's almost been ramped up to this level where 
um, I think especially because people are talking about, you know, the second wave and all this other very ominous stuff. Winter is coming. It's getting dark. And if you're someone who's prone to anxiety, those things really do kind of impact on you. And, and actually, before we started recording, we were saying about, you know, I said I'd sort of put the news on in the morning and then sort of develop this ball of anxiety in my stomach just from the, the bad news coming in. What kind of so the kind of in terms of thinking about the app, are there kind of I know you're also doing courses on there as well. Like there's one about mm. how to be a calmer person as well. How do they yeah. kind of work? Are they also using hypnotherapy in terms of that's yeah. It? They're very, very much deep cognitive hypnotherapy. And that that particular course that you're talking about, in fact, we've we've realized that we've called it the wrong name. Right. Actually it's all it's all about anxiety. It's mm. it's we know, we recognize that we're all in this like really deep heavy you know feeling of worry and stress and unfortunately because it's gone on for so long mm. that leads to anxiety doesn't it mm. and so that course you can't with some of those other sessions we were talking about they're in the moment but you can't yeah. you can't fix anxiety in a moment it's it requires deep work mm. and so we've created that course over I think it's six days and it combines coaching as well because it asks it wants you to get involved in the process so asking you questions every day so that you're working with it rather than it just being a passive experience obviously I'm going to bang on about it but I'd, I'd be interested to know how you felt about it and did it really help yeah I mean it really it did I kind of I think I did I did the calm one and interestingly some of the things I've I mean this is the problem with changing habits bad habits into good habits is that things like trying to think about one of the exercises and it was thinking about the best part of the day so mm. the best thing that had happened because I think I'd fallen into a real trap of kind of at the end of the day, I'm going through a difficult time in my sort of professional life at the moment. And so I sort of found that all I was doing was replaying the things that had gone wrong, the sort of mm. the pain points in the day. Why couldn't, you know, what had happened there, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what was justified, what wasn't justified, all kinds of things. And I'd kind of completely forgot that there were, high points there were positive things and funnily enough they often involved my kids so mm. you know so and that was a funny learning for me as well because I was saying these messages to myself of like I'm a bad mum I'm so stressed out I've never got any time for them I'm failing mm. you know all these things that were coming through my head and actually then I would try and go what was the best part of your day oh it was when my youngest ran up to me in the street because she spotted me from afar and she started oh. you know she started saying mummy mummy and she was so excited oh. to see me and so that cute. i think what's really interesting about the sessions is that they do help you shift focus and my recommendation actually for people who are trying them is probably just because it is so many sessions doesn't mean that you then finish you could just oh, keep, no. on, keep on doing them i think yeah no, totally. You're never finished. This is the thing. You can't let these things go. Even if you're having like the most amazing week, you should keep listening and doing something. Mm. That's the thing with mental health, right? It's an ev like every, everything. It's an everyday thing. We should be thinking about it yeah. every day, what, how we check in every day. In terms of things that you do that sort of help you tools, what do you kind of integrate into your into your life because it strikes me this, that when you have this app you must be like the most coolest calmest cucumber in the world <laughs> no and I'm not you know because I think that's unrealistic for me that's unrealistic mm. I've I think the biggest thing for me is that I don't try so hard anymore like I if 
that makes sense. So I don't strive to be happy. Mm. You know, I don't strive to have balance. I think that completely, the, the, for me, the, even the act of striving stresses me out because it's, cause I feel like it's unachievable. So what I've done, this is going to sound really geeky, but I understand from the moment I wake up to the end of the day, the, the anchor points that I have to do. Otherwise I feel overwhelmed. Like we were talking about it before I realized this morning, like every day for, for years now, I always have breakfast with my kids mm. at the table, sat at the table. It's an anchor point to start my day. And when I don't do it, things don't feel quite right for me. Mm. And, I, and that's how I feel today. Things aren't quite right. Mm. And so then even down to like, I always have only one coffee a day now. I know that that's a major trigger for my anxiety if I have more than that. So I'm like, don't do it. And also have to have it in the morning mm. and then movement. So I have to have some movement during my day. And that could be as simple as walking up to the coffee shop and back again, or I try to do at least half an hour's exercise or movement every day, even. And so the end of the day is really important to me as well. You know, I, I, I like this idea of bookending your day. So start the day you know, doing something that feels good. So you ground yourself, you go into the day feeling grounded. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's the same because what you, sleep is obviously when you're stressed. Mm. It's one of the things that goes so quickly, doesn't it? You just it can't is, get to sleep. I had it last night, actually. And there are times where I have actually, I've used the app to sort of get me back to sleep. But sometimes I'm in this funny limbo where, and I'm sure other people can get this, where I'm almost so tired that I can't even <laughs> I can't even contemplate no. that and then it, you're yes. just sort of stuck in this rolling around of kind of like am I I'm, I'm I need to go to sleep oh no I, I, and actually what works for me in that point is to get up and yeah. go downstairs so actually just to get out of the bed yeah and it's like disrupting whatever you're doing isn't it mm. so for me like I've got quite a um I'm quite religious about my sleep routine and so I always without fail read a book or a magazine or something it has to be something physical mm. before I go to bed because I spend so much time during the day, you know, in a screen mm. just, and even just touching, I, I'm a quite a tactile person. I love textures and you know, things mm. like that. So I need to do that. And then I've created this new little thing where I use essential oils, a sleep ah. essential oil. And we had a lady come in recently who taught us how to do a five minute massage on our oh. heads and faces, mm. a sleep one. So, cause you hold so much tension in our face mm. like in our jaws one of the things that really alarmed me was that i had two teeth removed and basically the dentist said to me you're grinding your teeth so badly that your teeth have actually come out and i was like oh my god you know so exactly no. as you're saying that kind of the idea of or sometimes you might have it that you actually touch your jaw at the end of the day and you're like oh my goodness it's like the terminator in there you know it's rock hard it I, I mean, I had that. I recently went to the dentist. This was part of my realizing that I wasn't looking after myself, that I hadn't been to the dentist and, you know, I hadn't been to the optometrist and all that stuff. So I was like, right, Kim, you need to get this sorted out again. Anyway, and she said, well, we're not going to see you. We're not seeing anyone. And I said, but I've got massive toothache. Mm. And it, she took one look at my teeth and she said, you're really stressed out. You're grinding your teeth. So I was like, right, okay, need to like focus on this a bit more. Anyway, do a massage. And then I try to not... I try to avoid um, the technology unless I really need it. So I'll use our app if I need it, when I, like it's a bad day when I need it. If I've done all those things before, because it's all about the before, isn't it? You almost need to walk into your bedroom thinking, 
I'm going to have a really amazing night's sleep. And if you've, if you haven't got that attitude, it's, you've kind of failed at the, that point. No, I know. And it's so, it's so difficult because I think sometimes you lose perspective. And I mean, unfortunately, because I went through a bereavement back in March, which my father died, um, mm. which was very, very out of the blue. And so I think there's also some of that ripple effects of the grief going through. And because it's all happened over COVID, um, mm. we've not had any of the normal processes in place in terms of, yeah. kind of, you know, the funeral was very limited in number of people and nobody could touch one another. Um, we've mm. had no memorial for him. You know, we have his ashes, but we haven't done anything because none of the family can get together. Um, there's all kinds of strange things. So I think there's this kind of, it's, I think right at the beginning, before we started recording, you said sometimes you have to look at the big picture of what's happening to you. And it's kind of like, sometimes I do get this sudden moment of clarity and I'm like, listen, it's no wonder that you feel like this. That's okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that idea that you have to try and be happy or put on a happy face, that's not going to work right now. Like you just no. need to find the best way that you can live in this particular time, which is a difficult time for everyone, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a daily thing. Like that's why I've stopped striving. It's like, I just need to feel like I'm doing the things every day and, you know, I have good days and I have bad days and that's okay. And that's but I know it's not going to be the end of the world if I have a bad day. Yeah, exactly. It's the and inner strength bit, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It, it's interesting because initially when I'd contacted you, I sort of thought we'll talk about our ages and things as well and the role of that, but maybe part mm. of that insight comes from getting into your forties and you, you can recognize that, these days come and go highs and lows you just get through them do you think that's true oh yeah definitely I mean I mean aging is a hot as god oh yeah I have to admit I'm finding that really really difficult I mean I I mean people can't see but I've I think about it a lot actually because I'm trying to go into aging in in my way which is trying to almost detach myself from um, keeping to think that I need to be young, if that mm. makes sense. Mm. Like I feel like it's, it's a double-edged sword for me. I feel really happy about it. And then I also feel really bad about it too, mm. because I feel in myself, like forgetting about image, I feel in myself like this is, this is it. This is my prime. You know, mm. if I'm like, wow, I've, I've developed all this wisdom and, you know, I've got, like we're just saying, I've got an inner strength but then I feel like in lots of ways, society, and I've also decided to age gracefully. So mm. I'm letting my hair go gray and, you know, trying not to, to worry about my image as much. Mm. But then I feel like I, everyone else around me is doing the complete opposite and it wobbles me. It's really difficult to navigate. And actually it's something that I've written about. So I've, I've sort of got a book coming out next year about aging. And one of the chapters in it is all about image and kind of the mm. conflicting messages that we get. And the fact that we feel like we're in our prime, but I mean, it was interesting that like, somebody took a photo of me and I was doing a little radio show and it was, it was a high point. And she sent me the picture and instead of going, look at you, you, you are on a radio show and you're talking with authority and people are listening to you and you've never done that before. And that's a game changer. I was thinking, look at your chin, your chin and look at your wrinkly neck, your wrinkly neck. is. And I was thinking, you look like you're about 70 years old. And I was thinking, why didn't you wear a scarf around your neck? And that's the voice in my head. And I'm thinking, oh, I know. it's just and I know that logically we have to accept those things, but I was immediately Googling like neck treatment. 
um, hyper neck lift, how to get your neck lifted <laughs> immediately. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm exactly the same. Like I, cause I'm, I think I'm probably abnormal in that I'm the only one going down this route in my friendship group. Like, you know, everyone, yeah. I'll be honest about everyone. And that's fine. I don't judge people for that, but it's really hard when everyone else is doing one way and you're doing an opposite. Like even yeah. this morning, my, my niece said to me, I hadn't seen her in ages. She was like, Oh, your hair's really gray. Mm. And I was like, and I had to sort of stand. She's young. And I was like, I've got to stand into this in a really positive way. And I was like, yeah, I am. And I really love it, you know? Mm. And I could tell she was a bit like, mm. it's other people's reactions to, to how you, Aging, I find um, really hard. Last week, I interviewed Sam Baker, who's written an amazing book called The Shift about aging. Um, and she was interviewing someone for a job, and they were younger. And she said that they basically said, "Oh, I really love you're so courageous um, with your hair. It was such a such a courageous move." And she had this real moment because her hair had been red, like she'd been known for her bright red, fiery hair. And she wasn't actually aware of the fact that she was going grey. So this younger mm. woman is basically saying, and, and she said, you know, she, she felt really conflicted because she was like, she was like discovering that she was going grey in an interview. Oh, um, God. And also kind of realising that, you know, she hadn't, she just hadn't noticed the fact that it was happening. So it wasn't an empowered grey. It wasn't kind of like, no. I made a decision. It was kind of like, oh, no, somebody's actually called this out and they've noticed it. But also calling it courageous, like almost saying, you know, it's not really courageous, is it? Like, you know, if you decide not to dye your hair, there's lots of other definitions of being courageous. It's kind of, there's such an interesting d debate to go on about this. And oh. I think our, our generation, I mean, I'm older than you, but I think our generation is probably very much, we're sort of on the knife edge of trying to sort of work out what are we comfortable with. And, and, and mm. interestingly, I see younger women and they seem to be much more, they don't have so much baggage, like they're making decisions mm. and they're just like, well, I'm just going to do it. And who cares? I can do it anyway. Um, whereas I'm conflicted for lots of reasons, but also Same. because I'm like, I just don't want to look like I'm permanently knackered. That's the truth. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah. I, I, the thing that annoys me about it the most is that I'm even thinking about it. Mm. I've got so many really amazing things and important things that I'm doing in life, like bringing out my kids and, you know, my business and all that stuff. And I don't really want any to be thinking about this stuff because it's just, it's wasted headspace, if you know what I mean. Totally. I don't want to think about it, but I do. And that's what I find annoying. Listen, Kim, we're going to just kind of um, wrap up, I guess, in terms of kind of what the future holds, because I know you've got this business, you're now launching different features on it and what are you kind of seeing in terms of the longer term for clementine what are you kind of hoping to do in the future well i mean, i don't know if you've, you may not have seen but this week um we had a really exciting announcement which mm -hmm. is that um i secured um investment in clementine mm -hmm. so we have uh, we're now working with an impact investor who's put a million pounds of wow. their money into the business which is really um warming to me that someone else thinks that this has legs really mm. and in my mind i always had a vision for this business which was not really about an app it wasn't about that it was about creating a community um, of support and support will come in many different forms via an app via workshops via events mm. or via books or, or or products whatever and that they would help women shift their mindsets from that they can't or to that they can so for me the vision for this but it's massive like I have a massive vision I think there's a real space for this I don't 
that, that's why I created it because I was like, where, who's helping me? I know. And the, the interesting thing is, is that it is, I don't think there's any other sort of platforms that are targeting women in this in this way and doing it in such a specific way in terms of sort of thinking about what their needs are because I think like Mm. what we were saying earlier is that a lot of I love them there's someone called Tara Brock I think she's called she's a meditation teacher but and I love her and I love her voice and again but the sessions really require total kind of immersion and long periods of time and I think Mm. going back to your point about thinking about the typical woman and her day and how for me like sometimes what I'll do is I've had real anxiety recently so I will drop the kids off at childcare and school put my Mm. headphones in and listen to a session as I'm walking back to the house because then I know I have to get down to work on my laptop and so it's not necessarily requiring me to sit down and I think that goes back to that point of like you're not going to integrate any of this stuff into your life unless it's, no. it's accessible and easy to it's do. It's pointless. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, pointless. It's absolutely I, pointless. I mean, I love the concept of swimming outdoors in rivers, but I don't have one <laughs> near me. So it remains no. as an abstract concept until yeah, somebody yeah. decides to launch a, a <laughs> outdoor swimming pool near me. It's so true. Kim, I just want to say thank you anyway for, for taking part and um, hopefully we can catch up at another time as well try and describe a bit the uh, the geography of the park so at the moment we're going through the tunnel which is why you can hear an echo there's a little tunnel which um local teenagers quite like sleeping in which is a, a bit of an issue and quite um, worrying as well um, then we have three little trampolines which I can't go on because if I do I tend to wet my pants which is obviously a post baby aging phenomena and I will be doing a podcast on that at some point um, I haven't done my pelvic floor exercises which I should have done and Greta at the moment is going up and down on the mini trampolines but I'm avoiding them and then we have a sort of very dangerous piece of equipment which is a roundabout which unless your kids are kind of 18 it's probably not recommended to get on it um, I've seen many children topple off break limbs um, but it's usually the thing that my youngest enjoys going on the most um, and I'm actually at the stage now where I think it's the kind of hunchback stage where you've got a small person who wants to hold your hand but you're constantly hunched over and at the end of a long day you have very very painful back which is a when I come on to my next tip which is going to be hot baths that's the other thing so we've so far we've had the getting outside which we're kind of doing at the moment might go back in the tunnel now actually i think because that's great fun oh yeah look tunnel let's go back in and then we come out the other side and hot bath so sausage sandwich and hot bath was going to be my number three tip for lockdown and survival hello are you coming back out again um so yeah i'm going to give you some tips Um, once I come out of the tunnel right see you in a bit I'm just bringing to life a highlight here uh, before we talk about baths which is I'm now climbing up a huge treacherous mound of earth to get to the slide with my daughter and these are the bits um, that I enjoy the most of parenting those kind of really uh, physical tasks and the slide's wet because it's obviously winter lots of cold frost on it I've got pink dungarees on, which will be covered in mud. Um, 
but it'll be worth it. So we're just mounting the slide. You can hear the anticipation. Hold on a second. Stay there a second. Let's get on. Oh, <laughs> I just fell. And then sit down. I did actually just fall there. That's probably a lesson for me. Ooh, it's a very disappointing slide because it was sticky and muddy. So uh, yeah, going on the slide. On your bum. Did you go on your bum? Yeah, that's another lockdown tip. Get on the slide, get some hand gel on before and after, of course, socially distanced from the slide if you can i don't know if that's possible and it's another little tip so we've got the sausage sandwich the hot bath which i'll talk about in a bit and the park i can't remember what the other one was now but we'll come back to some more in a bit we're going to go on the swing now okay ta-da ah and just before i move on we're in the park and actually another tip has just come to mind, which is certain kinds of food. So our baker is open. We're lucky, we've got a great baker locally. And I've just bought a bap with a sausage in it and some ketchup. And I know we're supposed to be very healthy at the moment, but I think when we're in lockdown, this actually needs to be a balance between stuff that makes you feel good and stuff that is healthy. So anyway, that's my second tip, sausage in a bap. Okay, see you later. Thanks for listening. I hope you found that really useful. I think um, anything we can do at the moment to kind of look after our mental health, that's going to be the biggest struggle, isn't it, moving forward? And um, there's lots of things that work. I mean, obviously, I've mentioned um, things like going outdoors. That is a big thing. Um, I definitely feel that um, I need to have outdoor time every day. With young children, it's pretty much you just have to do it, even if it's raining. And then um, the hot bars thing as well, which I realise I keep talking about but didn't actually go into any detail so I've got a friend Mandy Mandy Manners who I've interviewed for this podcast before and she's a life coach and she recommends sort of hot bars I mean that's not the only thing she recommends she's got lots of other interesting tools as well but certainly for me whenever I feel like I want to do lots of shopping online or escape into Instagram and start feeling negative and comparing myself to other people sometimes I realize that one of the best things I can do is just have a hot bath and listen to a podcast so that's certainly one of my sort of strategies when I'm feeling a bit vulnerable. Obviously, you can't do it all the time and you can't sit in the bath all day, though I probably would do that if I could. And so, yeah, so definitely try and devise some of your own things that just make you feel better and are going to make this period of time a bit easier. Um, lots of luck and uh, do get in touch with me on Instagram at Anarchy Somerville, all one word, and send me a message and let me know what you think. All right, and I'll be speaking to you soon. There'll be a brief little break of a week and then we'll be back with the next series thank you bye